Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome uh, to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and LaVon. LaVon, welcome back to the show. Appreciate you coming back on with us. Basketball. Appreciate it, appreciate it. We were just talking about the combine before we started and how ridiculous I think it is. <laughs> and the main reason is because the people who it could help, like all the small school guys from uh, the Sun Belt conferences and the smaller college football conferences, don't usually get invited because the grades on them are already so low, they don't want to see them come work out anyway. Rachel. So everybody who's going to be going on day three of the NFL draft, you're probably not even going to see them if you're watching it. Rachel. But, I don't doubt that. Yeah. But um, do you think here's, – here's another question. Who do they – you're a Giants fan. Who did they say the Giants' biggest need in the draft was? Mm, this year? This year, going in. Different opinions. A lot of people want to say the biggest need for the Giants in the draft is either offensive line. This okay. is dependent on, of course, where they pick. So you're gonna you're gonna pick a position that they could pick at six, ideally. So being at at that point in the draft, top top ten, right around uh, the six to nine range. Mm-hmm. You talk about receivers. You got the neighbors kid from LSU. You got the other wide receiver from Washington. Um, there's some talk about possibly going back offensive line because you got Joe Alt who okay. might be there when they pick at six. And then Wait, Joe Alt. Is that Joe yeah. Alt Jr.? Uh kid, he's from Notre Dame. I don't know if there's a junior at the end of his name, but his name is Joe Alt. Yeah. All right. That's a famous NFL player from the eighties. And of course, um, it's always gonna be a topic in NFL if you don't have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson at quarterback you should draft a quarterback. So they're thinking the Giants might do that and pick the replacement to Daniel Jones. So I'd say quarterback, tackle, or receiver. You don't think Daniel Jones can be revived, so to speak? I think Daniel's got talent um, two years removed from a playoff win and a year where he played pretty well with subpar talent outside of Saquon around him. Oh, Saquon's gone. Think, well, he's not gone yet. I mean, y'all going to franchise him again or pay him? They might not have to franchise him. If somebody doesn't offer Saquon what he's looking for and the Giants come back and say, we'll give you what they're going to give you, maybe say eight or nine a year, then he'll be back. But if somebody's trying to pay him 10 to 12, then, yeah, he'll probably be gone. But that is yet to be seen. I think he'll get his $12 million. If he gets $12 million, then I wish him well wherever he goes and does that. There's only one running back in the league that most people think is worth that money and it's Christian McCaffrey and they just lost the Super Bowl. Not so for him though. But he, he played his ass off. He played his ass off and they lost. So I mean the way the NFL is geared, I don't yeah. necessarily agree with this. You need the quarterback and mm-hmm. other positions before running back. Running back is just not as important as it used to be. Wow. Well which is unfortunate because they agree to disagree. It's just not. I mean, let's be, let's be, let's keep it a buck here. Depends on how good your running back is, I would say. It really doesn't. Best running back in the league. <laughs> let's say it's Christian McCaffrey. Okay. They got to the Super Bowl. This okay. year lost. Last year they didn't even get there. Yeah. And he spent most of his career on a bottom feeding team in Carolina. 
Saquon Barkley spent all of his career on a bottom feeding team, and I'm a Giants fan in Not New York. A bottom feeding team. Well, the Giants had made the playoffs since that one time they did, and they got the win. And I mean, the Giants have been feeding on the bottom since they had Saquon Barkley. Okay, but they got them to the playoffs last year with Daniel Jones. Like they were, they got a, and they got a playoff road win too. That's why I said most of his career. I didn't say all of it. I said most of his career, except for one year out of what six. And then yeah. you go down the list: Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans have done nothing but choke in the playoffs. But he's carried um, that team on his damn back. And they've done nothing but choke in the playoffs. Um, the Chargers, that guy who was also talking about his contract last year. They have done nothing but choke in the playoffs. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. I mean, the list goes on. The running back is just not as valuable. The, the league is going away from that. And you can win with running back. Look, what's what's the kid's name? Pacheco? Isaiah was Pacheco. A, was a nothing round pick from nowhere and is not even near as talented as any of those guys. And he's got two rings. First of all, he and is talented. He's a seventh round pick out of... Out of uh, Rutgers, Rutgers. Yeah. he's from New York. City. I mean, he's in, he's there. in the league, he's in the league, he's talented, but they he's not Barkley, he's not Wanna, McCaff- in the seventh round. He wasn't an undrafted free agent, and he will get his money because he's, he's better than money? the guy they took in the first round from LA. <laughs> if they don't pay Saquon Barkley, he's Isaiah Pacheco's not getting no, 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 what, no, what no, money, no. meaning the same money that they want to pay Saquon in terms of eight nine million, he will take that eight nine million. Pacheco's not getting no eight nine million. Listen, without him this year, they're not winning because that means they couldn't move the ball on the ground. And as much as you people want to say it's not important, listen, listen to what I'm saying. He got yards that they needed to get. He came in there and got them tough yards in the playoffs. Real talk, like he he mattered when they needed it. And you don't think another seventh round pick from Rutgers couldn't do that? You can either keep taking chances on seventh round picks, or you can eventually pay someone. And, and I think people, I think they're gonna um, I think they're gonna pay him, and it may not be top of the market, but it may not be. It's not gonna be McCaffrey money, but I oh, would be shocked not. if he signs a a four year thirty million dollar deal. If he gets five to six million, which is not league minimum, I would not be shocked by that. I would not pay Pacheco five well, million a year. That is wasting money. So I got a question for you. So that so that where you draft somebody is what you see their talent level as. Um, you draft best player available. No, like you draft your running back in the sixth round. You're just like, well, I can always draft another sixth rounder that can do what this guy can do, even well, if you're lucky. In and the league, to, in the league, to, in the league today, if you're building a team to draft a running back, you only do that if you are the Kansas City Chiefs, and if you happen to be coming off a Super Bowl and picking second or third, which doesn't happen, then you could draft a running back at three or two. But that doesn't work. But if you're a bad football team, you cannot draft a running back early because you're not going to stop being a bad football team, even if that running back is all world. Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, Earl Campbell. The league is just different. It's not built. You can be carried by running back. You try to run the ball five to ten times in a row and think you're going to score a touchdown. You're not going to do it. Well, if actually, I'll, I'll use I'll use your current local team now as an example, the Atlanta Falcons. If they would have gave him the goddamn ball, maybe Bijan could have won them a couple games. Their coach wanted to their their coach wanted to play games and not run the ball when they were in a division that it looked like anybody could win. I'll do I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Their new a newly anointed head coach recently took to the podium and said, if we had better quarterback play on this team, 
I probably wouldn't be standing here. <laughs> Desmond Ritter. That's got to hurt. Strays, He's still on the team. Catching strays from his new coach. That's pretty brutal. Oh, no, but no. the man said that. That's his, that's, that's his former coach because he's not going to be there when the season starts. I promise you. You don't, you don't think Raheem Morris is going to last? No, I don't think Desmond Ritter. Listen, oh, if the head coach who just got hired said if we had better quarterback play, I wouldn't be here. That means he's that in. quarterback that he's referring to, he ain't going to be there long. That's that's a very good point. You got a very good point. Yeah, they're, they're is definitely in the market for a quarterback, for sure. Yeah, they're taking who I don't know when they're picking. I think it's eight or 10. I think it's eight. But whoever it is, it will be a quarterback. They're going to talk themselves into somebody and, and hope you enjoy Michael Penix uh, or Justin Fields. But, I heard Justin. What happened with Justin Fields? I saw something where Justin Fields broke news or something like that. Something happened. It's a video that his agent put out where, like, he said, "I'm going home. I'm going home." Oh, um, like he heard oh. the trade was confirmed, but like it doesn't really mean much because the reason why the Bears are trading him is this: he's going into his fourth season, correct? So yeah. just the second and third year, he's improved every single year. And by keeping him, what they're saying is we know he's going to be our guy for the future because usually after the fourth year, you either sign him to a big contract or you hit him with the fifth-year extension like they did with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, Cleveland. He's a good quarterback. So the reason why you draft a younger quarterback who may be as good as him, like Caleb Williams or – You reset uh, the clock. Exactly. It's to not pay. Yeah. So that's said, that's what I said. Yes, well, you said reset the clock. But I'm saying as blatantly as to not pay him. Yeah, reset. I got you. But I said this three weeks you, ago. You keep the salary cap cheap. And I said, yeah, but if you're doing that, you're admitting – you're not admitting that he's a bad player. What you're admitting is we screwed up, we didn't build a team around him in time, and now we're no. still trash, so we have the number well, one pick. No, you don't have the number one pick because you're trash. You have it because you traded it last with a team who's trash, and yeah. now they got you the number one pick. But it's like I said how many weeks ago I was on. The Bears cannot risk – not taking a quarterback in this draft because of all of the quarterbacks who have gone on to be successful that they have passed on. They can't afford not to take Caleb Williams at the top of this draft and have him turn into Mahomes or her or whoever. So that's why I knew there was no way they were trading that pick. They were always going to trade Justin Fields, if not keep him and have him be lame duck backup and trade bait during the middle of the season. But Going to the Falcons makes too much sense. Like, if they could trade Justin Fields to the Falcons and get back a three, you think, at least? You don't think the Falcons would give up a second-round pick for their future quarter? I would never give up really? a second-round pick. To a t- if, you, if I were the Falcons and you were the Bears, and I knew, yeah. like I knew three weeks ago. That you traded him. I knew you guys had to make this trade. Why am I going to give you a second-round pick when I know you got to make this trade? Because you don't got to make it to off. you. Well, I'm offering you a five to see if you got to make it to me. And I feel the hell if you, if you say, nah, we'll go talk to whoever. Then I'm like, okay. And then I'll move up to a four. But I don't budge off of a three. For Justin Fields? I love how you make these fake GM moves. Like, you so, just go, I'm going to offer you a fourth-round pick and see what happens. Like they do. I, would offer, right. I would offer a fifth-round pick for a quarterback who is about to be off his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Has no track record for success. What did um what did Dallas trade for Trey Lance? Trey Lance was a fifth rounder. No, he wasn't. What? No, they traded. Oh. I'm sorry, they traded a fifth round pick for Trey Lance. Oh. That's not that weird. 
Yeah. Okay. He was the third yeah. overall pick. So the third Justin overall Fields pick. went before him. No, Justin Fields didn't go before him. Trey yes, Lance he did. Went. He was the second overall pick, I believe, Fields. Oh, my God. I'm not mistaken, right? Am I tripping? Didn't the Bears trade up to go get him? Yeah, but you traded up to 11. You traded with us to get Justin oh, Fields. Oh, so that means he could have been a giant. Damn. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, wow. No, we're good. But, yeah, you traded with us because we both – I think the Giants passed on Michael Parsons. Mm. And they traded, they traded with the Bears to move down, and we picked Kadarius Tony's ass. You know why so you picked Kadarius Tony? It's a bad year. You look good in the combine, I heard. Ugh, bad guy. <laughs> that guy gives me nightmares, man. That, guy has, two, that guy has two Super Bowl rings. Uh, when I see his face on the internet, I just get sick to my stomach, man. He's got two Super Bowl rings. That's he's a good player. He was just there. He's still on the he team. They didn't cut him yet, know. and they could. He won't have. be next year. He won't be next year. I, I promise, promise you, you he will be on that team. They will figure out the whole attitude thing because he is they're too gonna, good. He is too good to not be on that team. They're going to cut him. And everybody so they've bad. drafted at wide receiver, Sky Moore is not not getting it. He is not getting it. Oh, the Chiefs are in trouble. They're I don't know about in trouble, but they need some help on wide receiver. That's that's kind of they awkward. got lucky. They got lucky this year. How so? They should because they never should. I mean, the way they they just got hot and beat these teams they shouldn't have beat. They shouldn't have beat Buffalo. They mm. shouldn't have beat Baltimore. Those teams got in their own way and lost to that team off the strength of uh, those are the champs. We know we can't beat them. There's no way that Baltimore and Buffalo at home. Yeah. Should have lost to the Kansas City Chiefs this year. That team was mediocre. I knew I worked with a Chiefs fan, and he was telling me. Did he become a Chiefs season. fan in 2017, or was this no, long no. thing? He's he's from. Where is he from? He's from Kansas. He's even a Royals fan. He's legit. Wow. He's he's from the Midwest, like that. Condolences so, on him being a Royals fan. Yeah, but he's legit. So yeah. he was telling me midseason how he was like, "Man, I concede. We're not doing anything this year. We're just too." too mediocre, too inconsistent. And, you know, when they won and I spoke to him, he was just so nonchalant about it. He was like, eh, I can't believe it. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's how they feel right now. They just feel lucky and fortunate to have won because the competition in the AFC, or maybe just the whole NFL, I can't say the AFC because Frisco just wet the bed. You just, a team is the champs, and I guess you just can't get out of your own way and you lose it. And the Patriots were were reaping those benefits for years. Teams were just better than them, but they found ways to lose by doing things they shouldn't. And it's like, come on, man. Are you serious? San Francisco secondary got beat, and that's really all that happened. And that same play that they scored the touchdown on, you know what's crazy? They've run that play for the past four seasons. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And, and I'm genuinely shocked that defense coordinators have not realized like when they're setting them up, once you see that guy making that in motion, he's going right back out. And I'm like, it's hard to stop that, man. It's like, you can't call that defense. It's something the players have to see and adjust to on the fly. Because well, if you go the wrong way, adjust. we talked about this two Super Bowls ago, Ace. Yeah, when somebody, when a pro athlete who has trained his body and is the best at what he does, I'm not, blaming, no, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the players. I'm blaming the coaches for not explaining to them. Expect if you see this, this is what's going to happen. Once and again, they, they're not teaching them to anticipate. I'm blaming the coaches when for not getting them up to speed. Did this to the Eagles? You said the same thing. When a when an athlete, a physical specimen, 
who trains their body all year long is running full speed in one direction and you are trying to follow them. It's mm -hmm. not like you they're going. You're trying to follow them. And at the sound of a, the, the ball being snapped, if he changes direction and you can't see him, because that's how Andy Reid dials it up, Hardman changing direction when he is directly behind that tackle guard or, or maybe even the tight end, it is either stay the course, right? Stay the course and follow that man and hope to tackle him on the other side of the offensive line or double back and give up a touchdown. That is it. And it's like you have to make that decision in a split second. I think the only way to beat that would probably be to play some type of zone and have the outside guy just sit and not follow. But that's why they call the play, because the motion lets them know if it's man coverage or not. If it's zone coverage, they don't run it. They run something else. But when they see it's man coverage, they know they got them. So that's that's what the G is. It's, just, it's almost indefensible down there. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate. If it's indefensible, then that's on the that's on the coaches to call a better defense. I guess, but like I said, if you call zone, Mahomes is not gonna run that play. He's gonna run a zone beater that that uh that close. And if you do run man, yeah. I mean, you got to make a hell of an individual play to try to catch somebody who's literally zigzagging on you behind the line, of behind the bodies. Hear you. Know? you. It don't always work, but it works both of the now, time. It works a lot. I don't know the stats, but we look it up and see how many times that play has worked. But anyway, I guess yes. we're getting off topic. Allegedly, but back to the point of the Justin Fields getting traded. Allegedly, he is not getting moved for less than a second-round pick. There were five teams that have interest. So there is no guarantee that he's going to Atlanta. There it is. makes sense. No, no, it would make sense. But he said going to Atlanta would be a bit of a headache because I'd be going home and everybody would be hitting, them, hitting me up for tickets every single game. That's a cliche thing to say. There but it's is no way. True. Yeah, but come on. I mean, that's a headache. You got people you can handle that. You you have a certain amount of tickets. You say, hey, this is 10 tickets. Give them out. Don't give out your personal number. That's a cliche thing to say. If he comes mm -hmm. home, the distraction is going to be is he actually going to work out being a playbook or is he going to be hanging out at the freaking varsity or wherever the heck he plans <laughs> on? But um So that's where the, you be. If the Bears think, if the Bears think that they're getting a second round pick mm -hmm. for Justin Fields, do you not think he's a good quarterback? I'm trying to understand here. Do you think he's bad? I don't think he's. I think physically he's gifted. He's talented. You see it. Okay, he could be akin to a Jalen Hurts, but the difference between him and Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts has shown he can do it. Justin Fields has not, and to give up a second round pick is. Is damn near a first round pick, depending on where it is. I mean, no, seriously. If, if it's a top, let's not think first, second round. Think it would be the eighth. 100. It would be the eighth pick. It would be the eighth pick in the second round. So it would be the fourth overall pick. Exactly. That's a top fifty pick. So you're talking about a top fifty prospect in all of college football. What that means is that you can draft another position of need with your eighth overall pick to get the best position player for that, and you get your quarterback who was drafted in the first round three years ago. That was three and, years ago, though. And I'd like to point out, Justin Fields is the same age as Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., who are coming out in the NFL draft this season. That's very true. That's a good point. But the Falcons He's picking the same pick. age. All right, so think about this. You could either take that second-round pick, get Fields, and then use your eighth overall pick to pick another position play on offense, which you don't need. 
And well, not offense. I said position player. So it could be you get your star edge rusher. You get your star no. corner. You get whatever you say, need. There is no edge rusher in this draft that's worth the top 10 pick. That's why if there was, I would have said the Giants would be looking at Ezra. There is no edge rusher in this draft worth the top 10 pick. That's what everybody's saying. There's nobody. So okay. the Falcons would probably all of the top 10 players from what I heard are offensive line, wide receiver, quarterback for the most part, especially where the Falcons are. So you could either trade your second round pick for what you all said in Justin Fields, or you could take that eight. You could uh-huh. take two and t- trade up and get, if not Caleb Williams, Drake May or um, Jaden Daniels. So if you're so wait, so if you're the Atlanta GM, what you're trying telling me is you're gonna try to trade to the first overall pick with the Bears. Oh no, the Bears I keep, no, no, I'm, no, because you said trade up and get Caleb Fields, Caleb Williams. So no, if you I get Caleb Drake Williams, you need Jayden the first Daniels. overall pick. I said Drake May or Jaden Daniels because the Bears are not trading out in one, but you still have two other quarterbacks. Depends on how much you offer them. Yeah, I mean, it might not. It must definitely gonna take more than just one and a two to get up there, but. Yeah. If I had option of doing either or, then I'm going to do that. But if I had an option, if I didn't have the option to trade up to get one of those other two, and if I was like, okay, Justin Fields, I'm still not trading a two for Justin Fields. I'm just not doing it. He hasn't proven enough. So you'd rather just get- roll the dice with Michael Penix or whoever's left? Oh, yeah. I would Because re- you could get uh-huh. Michael Penix in the second. You might get Michael Penix in the third round. No, depending you will not. On- you might. Ain't no way. You right. You just said it. He's older. He's got the uh, the injury history, and pro he's days team to the on. national championship. He's not. He's not Desmond Ritter. He's not coming from. He's not Desmond a group of five guy. Like he was a highly recruited prospect. Doesn't like, mean a lot. Doesn't mean a lot, man. All right. I mean, the t- so did JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy could jump Michael Penix and went on draft boards, depending on how he does at the combine at his pro day. Michael Penix has that injury history, man. He's kind of like the guy who um, Detroit drafted uh, really late because he was coming off of, what, a broken leg? I can't think of the guy's Jameson name. Jamison Williams. He went in the first round, number 17. No, quarterback that didn't play it all this year. They kind of redshirted the guy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yes, I forgot his name. He They're expecting him to try to replace, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying Penix might be ready to play sooner. Like, that guy had to sit a whole season to, to, to get – to heal up, but I mean, you talk about a guy who has injury history. Um, he's older, like you said. He's not the one of the top three prospects. He could fall to that second. He could fall to your second round pick. You could have to spend, you know, no resources on trading for Justin Fields and get a quarterback that might be better than him with the pick. But I, I'm not trading a two straight up for Justin Fields. Not when Trey Lance went for a five. That just doesn't make any sense. You think they're of the same ability? I think Trey Lance didn't get nearly the opportunity that uh, Justin Fields got. Justin because he got kept getting years. hurt. He kept getting hurt. Oh no, he lost his job to Brock Purdy at some point. He was healthy, I think, yes. at the beginning of last year, and Brock Purdy was just better and had shown more. Yeah. So you know, Trey Lance never got a chance to make the same mistakes Justin Fields did. They were like, "Lo, you know, we got Brock Purdy. We're good." But you don't know what Trey Lance can do if he got all those uh, opportunities to to. I saw him play against him. That I saw him play against him, and guess who won the game? Not Trey Lance. Well, I'm just saying, a guy was a number three overall pick. Both quarterbacks got traded up for. Frisco went up to three. Y'all went up to eleven. Yeah. 
Wow. One went for a five. I'm not trading a two. A two, a top 50 pick? It just, I don't think hey, it works well, that way. Enjoy Mac Jones then, because uh, Justin Fields ain't going to Atlanta for no third-round pick. I, I promise you that. Some teams well, be thirsty, will, and they will trade a number, a second overall, a second-round pick to get him. That, that, that we, is will, my we, will, we will circle back around on this one, because okay. that's going to be interesting. We will circle back. We were going to go back to the NBA on our next uh, – little segment here and my main question to you is based on the current standings in the eastern conference who is going to make it to the eastern conference finals it's hard to pick against boston as much as that pains me to say because well they'll see think... in the second round so as it's well saying. I mean, the East is Boston and everybody else. Their team is so well put together um, and healthy right now. They probably got the best two. They got the best two two-way players in the game in Brown and Tatum as far as defense, offense. I don't rate Tatum as that good of a defender, but okay. He's not a super defender, but he's not a slouch. I mean, you're not just going, you know, he's not a liability on defense. Not like that. I got you. Um, then they got that backcourt, Holiday, and um, I can't think of the guy's name. He's got a common name right now. Um, they got Porzingis, which was a hell of a move. I guess when that move was made at the time, nobody paid attention to it, but now it looks like one hell of an addition. It's hard to say anything, but the thing about the playoffs is when it starts, there's always a Miami-type team that sneaks in and nobody wants to play and surprises everybody. And I'm hoping that can be the Knicks. If they don't get healthy in time, Knicks don't have to sneak in. They're in the fourth spot. But let me let me they, tell you, let me tell you who's in the play in, so you can just disabuse yourself of that belief. Seven from ten is Orlando, Indiana, Chicago, and Atlanta. Um, from what Atlanta did tonight against the Brooklyn Nets, they are not winning any play in games. Trey Young, no Trey Young. My opinion. Chicago, they have two centers and no point guard, so that's a problem in today's NBA. Uh, Orlando and Indiana will probably be in seven or eight. I imagine, I imagine Boston Celtics do not want to see the Indiana Pacers in the first round for whatever reason. That is their kryptonite. Uh, team in second is Cleveland. I don't know if they're going to stay there. They're separated by a game from Milwaukee, so I expect the Knicks to make the second round. But right now they match up with Miami, and Jimmy Butler apparently only likes to play the last twenty-five games of the season, so. They got that going against them. So the Knicks could not even have home court going into it because they're a game ahead of Miami. And they're 13 games back in first place, which is how good Boston was playing the whole season, which is kind of wild to me. But, yeah. That's just – yeah, Boston is – they've just been healthy. If the Knicks don't get – if the Knicks get healthy, they're the second-best team in the East. I think they were on their way to that until injuries zap them. Um, but that's part of the game. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I mean, am I saying if healthy? Are we going if healthy? Let's say everybody's saying? healthy. Let's say, well, if, you know what? They're going to get Mitch back, and they're going to get and they're going to get Randall back. So let's say they come back with eight games to go until the playoffs, or worst case scenario, three games to go into the playoffs. Everybody who's playing for the Knicks is as healthy as they're going to be going into the playoffs. No serious injuries. His shoulders yeah, back. They, he had a procedure. He's good. Mitch is back. Ankle healed. He can play. 
Yeah, but if they come back three games to go, they're not going to be in a rhythm and they're going to get beat, maybe even in the first round. Okay. Because you, you got to get a rhythm. The playoffs is a different beast. It's a different speed. They would have to all come back with at least 10-plus games to get in rhythm, to get back in basketball shape. So let's if go with they, my scenario then, which is more realistic, because I say they need more time. They're working with their way back, and they come three, back with three, five, three to five games to go in the season. Yeah, so I think all they if, they, if they do that, they get beat round one or two, which means Boston will play. If Embiid is back, they'll play Philly in the conference finals, and if he's not, they'll play Milwaukee. And they'll beat either one of those teams, and they'll go on to the finals. You think they beat Milwaukee easy? You think oh, yeah. doesn't give them problems? I think they beat Milwaukee easy because they play defense and the Bucks do not at this point. <laughs> it, that's just point blank. Unless something has changed that I don't know about. Boston plays D and the Bucks do not. And I don't care how good Giannis is. Uh, if you don't play defense in the playoffs in the NBA, you're not going to go far. It's a different beast than the regular season. I like Orlando, though. I like that team. It's young. They play really? hard. Oh yeah, they they give teams problems. They play hard. They're not there yet, but they're kind of like the uh, OKC. How OKC was last year, and now OKC is kind of reaping those rewards with a little bit more experience. They're a little season, so they're winning more games, and they're going to be a legit threat this year in the playoffs. Orlando's kind of like that right now, um, finding out what competitive basketball is, how to play yeah. it. They'll get in, get bumped, and then when they come back next year, they'll probably be legit, uh, legit threat. So no faith in Orlando. I mean, in Indianapolis in the eighth seed. Being able Indy to doesn't. Indy don't. Indy don't play no D. They running gun, buckets. But that does not translate when it's time for playoff basketball. The court is smaller. It's about defense. No, the court's going the same size court. in the playoffs. They don't shrink it. You know what I'm talking about. That's why you're being facetious. The court is smaller. It's about defense and who can knock down shots. That's right. what it's about. All that getting out, running and stuff, that goes away more or less when the playoffs start. You get a few of those, but it's about who can spot up, shoot, knock them down, contested shots, mm. and who can play defense and rebound. Well, it's kind of hard to keep up when you're running for 40 minutes straight. Well, you you, pick the, pace, you, pick, you pick the Pacers and think that that's going to work in the playoffs. You know what? I will pick the Pacers. No, I'm not going to pick the Pacers to make the conference finals. That's insane. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Boston and I'm going to pick Miami and they're going to beat Miami. You're taking Miami. I don't see that. Miami's going to be in the conference finals because if again, if yeah, because if what you're saying is true and the Knicks lose in the first round, then that means the Knicks are losing to Miami as it currently stands. Those teams are going to be around four or five. Neither of those teams are going to move up to three or two unless people come back next week or the week after and play all of March, which I don't see happening. I see them coming back in the middle of March. So the Knicks are going to be four and five. So if they lose in the first round, they lose to Miami Heat. The fifth or fourth seeded team, the winner of that series, plays one, two, which means they're going to play Boston in the second round. So that won't even make sense because Boston should beat them then. So if Boston beats them in the second round, the winner of two, three is playing the winner of six and seven. So Philadelphia, Orlando. I don't see either of those teams winning. Milwaukee should win that. So realistically, it should be what you said, but I'm going to go out on the limb and say Miami makes up to three and Miami plays Boston in the finals in the Eastern Conference finals again. It sucks being realistic. I hope everybody comes back because the Knicks, fully healthy, second best team in the East, and it's not even close. The Knicks applied for an injury reception exception for Mitchell Robinson, and they said no 
And the man still hasn't come back from his injury yet. All, all we know is the surgery was successful and he's able to run and walk. Well, he's sitting on the bench. You really don't sit on the bench unless you're, you know, close to actually yes. playing some basketball. He's physically he's physically healthy, but he is not ready to resume uh, playing yet. He's not even doing individual drills. Let's put it like that, as far as I know. That sucks, man. It's it's tough. It was so I was, it was it season does. was so much fun, and it's like the one thing we just. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about injuries, and I guess I'm foolish for that. But that's the one thing I wasn't even counting on, and that is just totally put a dark cloud over the whole next, season right now. They it's finally got a younger dark. team, and I I was like, we should be good. Tibbs bitch play everybody 37 minutes a game for seven guys, but if everybody's under 30, we should be okay. And they are, yeah. and we're not. Because shit happens. That sucks, man. Yeah. It sucks. It really does. came back and beat OKC on their home floor. Big Vic came up with some big blocks. Wow. It was crazy. Gosh. Western Wait, Conference. Spurs came back and beat who? Beat OKC. They're up. Uh, with 45 that seconds shit. to go, 129-118. They cover in the spread. That should, that should not happen. I that took, is a complete... OKC should them. not be losing to San Antonio on their own court. No, San Antonio's at home. Oh, okay. Well, then again, that, I guess, maybe. Young team. They're not that young. Wow. This, you know, OKC? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about... um. Actually, they're both. Both of these teams are super young. Both of these teams have an average age of like I want to say like twenty four. Yeah, OKC is super young, but still way more talented than um, San yes. Antonio. Much more God. cohesive team. That is a disappointment. This Dang. is the best game I've seen San Antonio play all season, though. Mm. So I like the fact that Vic takes it seriously, as he was in the uh, All Star game thing. Western mm-hmm. Conference. Minnesota's one, OKC is two, Denver is three. Seven, eight, now, seven to ten is more interesting. It's Dallas at seven, Sacramento at eight, which is wild to me how good they're playing. Golden State at nine, the Lakers at ten. That playing is going to be tough. <laughs> you said I, you said the Lakers will not make the playoffs. They came back. They won't. They came back and beat the Clippers in their home court which is their home court, which is kind of ridiculous still, but whatever. It was an away game. <laughs> Came back down from 21 and won that game. Golden State comes to New York, and they win that game. So can the Lakers be the eighth seed in the West? Can they beat Sacramento and Dallas in the play-in to get there? Because they're only separated by, wow, two and a half games, all of them. The West is tough. And that might be the one thing I'm not 100% confident in because it is LeBron James. And you put almost nothing around him and he'll find a way to make it respectable. And he's got AD on that team with him and a bunch of other players that aren't terrible. So the Lakers could. But usually with the Lakers, I'm always factoring in the worst will happen. LeBron needs to take days off. He can get injured. AD always gets injured. The fact that he's not hurt, and I don't wish that on anybody, but that's shocking. And I think that that's more than likely to happen at some point, and they're going to suffer for it. So I still think they'll miss because the West is so deep, especially with young up-and-coming teams. You talk about Minnesota, and now that they're emerged. Um, OKC has emerged. Sacramento should be playing better than where they are based on – the experience they got last year. Um, and then you got to think about Denver, 
who is still a favorite, even though they, you know, are coasting right now. They're and playing the pretty Clippers, good. Denver's, I mean, they're playing pretty good. Yeah, but you said they're three. I in mean, fairness Denver, to Denver, Denver is literally two games back of the first place team. It's tight. Like I said, it's wild out yeah. west. It's tight. But still, they are three. And they should be one. They're the defending champs. They got the best player in the world on their team. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tight out west conference finals. You can go either way, whoever versus the Nuggets. And it could be anybody. Um, any of the young teams is going to get there and then they'll just get murdered. It's going to be one of the three, either Minnesota, OKC, the Clippers maybe, but I think the Clippers are going to get beat by one of those young teams um, that climb up there. So pick your conference finals matchup for the West. I think it's going to be Denver. I think Minnesota's the easy pick, but I think I'm going to go OKC. I just, I got a feeling about that team. I don't know. They just, I got a feeling that, but I got a, like a feeling about the team kind of like, so how Denver moves up to one. OKC and Minnesota are two, three. So that's how they match up. And then OKC and Denver in the conference finals. I think so. And I think I think we're not talking about this, but I got a funny feeling about OKC when I watch them play and I just get a weird vibe. I got a funny feeling they might actually get to the NBA finals. Are you serious? I just, You're I out just, of your mind. I just really do, man. I don't know. that The way that team, the way everybody talks about how you can't draft, you can't build from the draft, you got to trade for a star. And this is a team that never could do that. But they, they literally did trade for a well. star. They traded for SGA from the Clippers. They, wait, was he draft? But that was on draft day, wasn't it? No. He played a, a season and a half with the Clippers, and the Clippers were sucking. And they said, wait, Kawhi wants to come here from Toronto? And then he said, yeah, I want to come there, but I won't come there unless y'all get Paul George. And then OKC said, give us every single draft pick you have. That you can send to us and you can have them. And they said, give us every draft pick and we want SGA. And they did. And SGA wasn't this good his rookie season, obviously. No, not that he, wasn't, he wasn't this good. But he yeah. showed promise. He was he was on the same track as uh, De'Aaron Fox. And he yeah, just he, got there yeah. a season later than Fox did in terms of being yeah. you know, an all-star player. But yes, they traded for him after a season. He played a season after the Clippers. But I don't know if I consider SGA a one A player though. Wow, he's not a one A player. Okay, nah, well, he's, nah, he's not a one A. He's good, but he's one A players are LeBron, Ant Man, Doncic, Embiid. You so know, wait, I take Giannis. out all the old guys. So we're going Giannis's age and down because Giannis is twenty eight. Okay. He's been in the league. No, 29. This is 10th year in the league. So from Giannis down, you're telling me SGA don't belong in the group with the mother dudes. He's not as good no. as Ant-Man. No, he's not. No, no, he's not as good as Ant-Man. Not they're right about now. the same age, I think. But Ant-Man has leaped him. Ant-Man is the best player on his team. He's established that. And who the hell's um, the best player on OKC? Yeah, he is. And they're in oh, second place is. in the West. Yeah, but that's more of a to me. I just SGA is good, but he's not like one A players wow. are. Like Don Chick is a one A player. Don Chick ain't won nothing. Player. But he's a one A player. These are players where if you trade for them, you got to trade your entire draft for the next five years. Kind of like what um, the Clippers did foolishly for Paul George when uh -huh. Kawhi Leonard wanted to go there. Now you're going to trade your whole team and draft for Don Chick for Embiid. For Giannis, those are one A players that are never leaving their teams. And if they do, 
you he, they're going to be the only player on your team if you get him. Um, other young players that are like that, you could have said John Morant was in that conversation before his That's foolishness fair. off the court. Um, who am I forgetting? Who else is on that list? It's not a super long list of players like that, but no, De'Aaron Fox, SGA, Jalen Brunson, they're not they're not on that list. They're good. They're maybe a notch or two below that, not far, but they're not on that list. And Ant-Man's on that list. The Timberwolves would never give him up. They oh, would give yeah. up. He's a Supermax player. Yeah, those are Supermax players. You're not giving up those type players. SGA is good. Let's put it like this. He will never leave OKC. He's going to retire a Thunder, whatever that means. He's going to retire a weather pattern. This is how you know. Let's put it like this. Would you trade him for one of those names I just put out there? Embiid, Doncic. Would I trade uh, SGA for one of those guys? Yes, would you? The only person I would play is – the only person I would play trade SGA for is is, uh, Joker. Oh yeah, Joker is one A two. He's the only one I would trade him for because then you're nuts. He makes everybody else on his team better. I would keep he's him. A- over, I would keep him over in B because he's younger, and this is something that people don't understand. He is six foot six. You're crazy. He's six foot six, and he moves like the wind. The man is not slow, and he is putting up thirty three points. He's putting up thirty plus points a game. MB dropped seventy two recently, and he's coming off an MVP. Embiid is hurt. Embiid that, is twenty nine and got bad knees. And if and if and the only center saying, I'm trading, the only center I'm trading for is Joker. And Joker ain't going nowhere. Now this is what I'm telling you, and we're gonna disagree. But you even proved my point. You got Denver out west. Yeah, and you're telling me you wouldn't trade right now SGA, and let's just say straight up. But Philly would never do it. If mm. Philly said, "Here's Embiid, give us SGA straight up." Yeah. You know you got to get past Jokic every year to get to the final. You wouldn't trade for the no. MVP of no. a year ago who just dropped 70 points? No, I'm not. When is Barnes? Because he also hasn't done anything in the playoffs. He's been Which, as far in the playoffs as Julius Randle has. Yeah, that's true, but he's still People don't think about MVP. it like that. He's a much better player, but he has been as far in the playoffs as Julius Randle has twice. Oh yeah, think but that him. has nothing That sounds to do crazy, with doesn't it? No, you always get off topic. That has nothing to do with the fact that you just said the competition. You just told me that you think OKC is going to make it to the conference finals. I think they'll make it, but I don't think they'll beat Denver. But if they had Embiid on the team. You think, okay, switch out SGA for Embiid. You think OKC is now beating Denver? If you switched switched out Embiid for SGH on that team. Do they win? Do they be? I don't. I don't really know. Outside, of, who plays SGA's? Who's his backup? Like, who do you have? I to have fill no idea. Spot? The man plays like thirty-seven minutes a game. Yeah, he plays oh. a ton of minutes. I don't know who you could put there, but if you had him, Chet, the height with that, they got some other young pieces. I just can't think of who it is right now because you got to be thinking about this fucking trade. They got Dort. But, they got Josh Giddy. Giddy could yeah, probably. Oh yeah, that's right. But there's another young guy they got. Not not just Giddy. There's another young guy they. Got. Oh. The Williams kid? I think his name is something Williams. It's got a common name. He plays He plays small forward for them. That's Jeez. another guy. They got a bunch of young players on that team. I remember watching them. They got like two guys named Williams. They got the door kid. They got Chet. But they got nobody who's 1A. And in the NBA, you know you need a 1A player to be taken. You're the only serious. person 
who I know that watches basketball a lot, that doesn't think Shea Gilgis, ah, I can't say his name, Shea Gilgis Alexander is not a 1A player. No, nah, he's not a 1A player. Well, because you don't, you don't, Philly doesn't make that trade. You know why good. Philly doesn't make that trade? Let's, well, be, let's be real again. He'll show you they in the playoffs, I guess. They don't make that trade because they got Maxi, and you could argue that Maxi on his best day, not even on his best day, on a good day, is just as good as SGA is. That is you not could true. Argue, that is you not could true. argue it. You know you could argue it. No. You could argue that if we, if you have Maxi, you already have a player that's similar to what SJ, SGA is, and you have the MVP, that's why Philly would never make that fucking deal. Well, that's really nuts. why they would never do it. You're nuts. But this is what I'd want to see happen in the West, and I'm going to be very blatant about it. I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking more on the play-in at this point because that's where teams are trying to set themselves up for. I want the Lakers and the um I want the Lakers and the Warriors both to get in. So I need them to knock out uh Luca in the play-in. And I need them to knock sorry, knock out hiccups, knock out Sacramento in the play-in. Those two things happen, I'm happy. Because I like Sacramento and the whole light the beam thing. They got a nice story last year, but they're not doing anything this year. I don't know what it is, what happened with the level of defense. Keegan Murray got better. Everybody on their team is getting better offensively. But for whatever reason, defensively, they cannot they cannot stop anybody. They are what Indiana is, except they're just winning less games this year. They're not surprising anybody. Minnesota climbed past them. OKC climbed past them. So they're going to need something else. They need an, either another center or another power forward or something. Harrison Barnes ain't it no more. So I'd, I'd rather see them go home and see the Lakers try to make a run with old man LeBron and AD. They got Spencer Dinwiddie, so they have enough guards and they have enough scoring to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't be a problem. But they are currently losing right now by five points to the Wizards, which is insane, just saying that sentence. considering how I wouldn't want to see – I think the league will do – But I want to see the Lakers – I want to see the Lakers play Denver in the very first round. Mm. And I want to see Golden State get to play OKC to see literally the old franchise bumping up against the new franchise. I want to see if these young dudes can knock out the old guys. We're forgetting about Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix is nobody. Phoenix can't do it with just KD and Booker. Phoenix will win their first round matchup against whoever the five seed is, or the four seed. They're going to be in that four or five matchup. I'm not even concerned about them. Mm-hmm. I'm not. If you're a Phoenix fan, like, sorry for you, but it's not. This year ain't your year, fam. Like it ain't. It ain't. Yeah. Well, we can't discount the Clippers or Phoenix. Um, They're gonna knock each other got. out in the first round. Yeah, whoever they got, who they got on their teams, you can't discount them. But it's just. Oh no, they're not bad, yeah. but they're in the same category as they're. I'm a Knicks fan. I don't expect the Knicks to get past the second round. If healthy, I do. If the Knicks are healthy, you're telling me it's gonna be them in Boston in the East Conference Finals? I'm you, telling you right now, if the Knicks are healthy, that. they get a chance. The Knicks are healthy and get back to the way they were playing before Randall hurt his shoulder against Miami. Yeah. They're the second best team in the East. They will beat anybody. Okay. You, I can't yeah. say the same for the Clippers and for Phoenix. I can't either. I don't know those teams nearly as well, but yeah, I don't, I don't see. I really think it's a young man's game out West outside of Denver. Yeah. And I think one of those young teams is going to sneak into the finals and I'm just picking the thunder to do it. I hear you. Phoenix has no depth. KD is not super old, but he is five years younger than LeBron, so he, he is only 35. He's mm-hmm. seven feet tall, and he has a jumper. The Clippers are all healthy. They've been healthy all year. Um, How long does that last? About his name hasn't been, yeah, Paul George has, he has missed a couple games, but they haven't been like super injured. They, they've been playing really well. 
what LeBron did to them yesterday in that game was kind of wild. And I don't think he's playing in this back-to-back. He's currently not on the floor. Mm. But whoever wins out of that 4-5 series seems unlikely. I think New Orleans, I want to see them win, but I don't know if they're ready yet. Pelicans, um, yeah, I forgot about that middle. They are truly a They're in the six. They're that half game up on Dallas. I just want the epitome to of huh? mediocrity. They're not they're the epitome of mediocrity. They haven't been oh, in the yes. playoffs in seven seasons. Why would you not want them in the playoffs? They haven't been in the playoffs in five years. I'm just saying when I say I mediocrity, mean, I mean that team, you don't look at them as a, a lottery team because they're not that bad, but you definitely don't consider them a team that can challenge for the NBA title. And that, to me, is the definition of mediocrity. Well, they lost their point guard, so that's kind of their problem with McCollum. But we haven't talked about that. I know. I totally forgot about them until you mentioned them. Because I they're totally in New Orleans and the same football, so nobody thinks about them. And they no, that's not it. It's because they it. just don't They don't move the needle like that. They are the epitome of mediocrity. Uh, not a lottery team and not a team you think will can, you know, seriously contend for a chance at even the conference finals. You just, you just don't see it. You well, know, they got to do something with that team and shake it up or or something, but you just not as constituted. Mm-mm. I hear you. I feel like you're being a bit of a hater, but I, I accept that. At least they're in so the playoffs. So you, you think you think that well, is the playoffs? What is that? I mean, if my team is built to make the playoffs and go home, that's mediocrity. I don't want a team like oh, that. Oh, no, no. They're not built to make the playoffs and go home, but Zion has put together a fully healthy season, right? He's your star player. Brandon Ingram has improved. What you now need and what you need going forward is a better point guard than what you have in C.J. McCollum, who can stay healthy for a whole okay. year. Okay, you're talking about building the team when the season is over. I'm talking. No, no, no. About I'm talking about there. building. What I'm saying is right now what they have is they have a playoff-level team that's not in the play-in, which means they have a quality playoff team. Are they a contender? No. But it's well, – We agree. You're in this, but, yeah, but they were so bad three years ago. To come from what they were three years ago to now, that's a step in the right direction. You're building but, towards something. But they're not – they're not going to – even if they have all they of those They were in the basement. They now they're at least on the first floor. Yeah, but even – that's still mediocrity. It's mediocrity you're on the first floor? No, you're on the first floor. That's better than mediocrity because you're in the lottery. and You have a chance to get somebody who's 1A because you're at the top of the draft. Uh, but if you are a team Well, that luckily it's not, a weak draft, so. Yeah, you're not in that position, and the only thing you can hope for is round one, round two, and you're going home. I mean, to me, that's what the Knicks were for years. And it was depressing because it's like, why am I looking forward to round one, round two, and I'm going home? I want to have a chance to either pick the next LeBron James or 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 whoever, or I want to have a chance to go to the finals and win. That's like, I feel that way in every sport. I know we so differ. What you're saying teams. is you want to either be the best team in the league. If I'm not yes. in the conference finals, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the playoffs. Yes. So Correct. when the Giants went Correct. last year and they won that playoff game, you were like, well, they got to win another one now. I told you that. We talked when I was on. I was like, <laughs> you, you know, did say I, that. I call me crazy. sounded nuts. Yeah, and you did. And I said, call me crazy, but we're in the playoffs. I'm thinking we can go all the way. Otherwise, I don't want to be in the playoffs. Who Fair wants enough. to go to the playoffs just to lose? That well, sucks. no, no, no. I don't mean that. Obviously, you want to win. Like, I was pissed when the Bears lost off that field goal. And I was like, well, Trubisky's young. Maybe he'll get better. He never got better. But mm-hmm. I still wanted them to win that playoff game because they lost on the damn yeah. field ball that they should have won. And I was like, this mm-hmm. defense is really good. Maybe he can just not make enough mistakes and we'll luck our way into a conference, you know, NFC championship game. See what yeah. happens. As fans, we're not the players, we're not the coaches, we're yeah, not was, the owners. Yeah, I was rooting for get, the Ravens this year, so it is what it is, you know. We don't we don't get bonuses for playoff appearances. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I want them to win, but like 
if I'm a fan of a team, if I'm if I'm from New Orleans, I'm a Pelicans fan. One, I just like I would like to see my team play in the postseason at some point. That hasn't happened in five seasons. So if we're getting there, improvement. But if we're gonna suck, I hope we're really bad, like we were when we got Zion. Yeah. Now that we got Zion, we got to be good. So this dude don't want to force his way out on a trade. So yeah, let's keep getting better here. Because I don't want to end up like the Detroit. I don't want to end up like the Detroit Pistons or the Charlotte Hornets or God forbid the Toronto Raptors, who are all going backwards and not forwards. I I don't know, man. I mean. It's just weird. I mean, I'm I root for the Knicks, and I'm interested because I truly believe they could get to the finals yes. and beat Boston. If Ooh. I didn't believe that, I gotta I be honest. Be... Nah, what? I don't think they could beat Boston. I, I'm, I'm I not know, okay. myself. I know they. I know they could beat Boston. Fully healthy, yes, yes. If okay, in in them beating Boston, how do you see that happening? Who's who's shutting down Porzingis? Who's stopping okay. him I got, during I'm that series? Bless, I'm about to bless you with the vision. I, I was, yeah. I'm about to bless you with the vision. See, you don't have you and the rest of the guys. They're not here to defend themselves, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You guys don't have vision. You only see what's put out there for you to see. You don't see the vision and what things can be when you put them together fully. This next team, fully healthy as currently constructed, going up against the Boston Celtics. One, they have no answer for one Jalen Brunson. They have no answer for JB. Not Drew Holiday, not the, I think his name is Derek White. Not Derek White. There's no Derek answer White, for Derek White, that's Brunson. correct. I agree. There's no answer for JB. Now, if OG, who people are forgetting, is healthy, that not negates, but it makes it harder on either Brown or Tatum on both sides of the court. Because OG, we know, can shoot. He was showing signs of an offensive game, putting the ball on the ground. He's a great rebounder, a great defender. That makes it hard for one of the big two on Boston. And then the wild card, the only thing that Boston really does have in their favor is Porzingis is a terrible matchup for both iHeart and for Mitch. That would make the series a series. But then... Julius Randle. And I'm not a Julius Randle fan. Oh, we know. But the series comes down to, can Julius Randle outperform Chris Stapp's Porzingis? If Porzingis kills Mitch and iHeart, the Knicks will lose. But if Julius can finally show up and play well on this team, which is built for him to play well, and play like the all-star all second team NBA player he does during the regular season mm-hmm. and score 25 to 27 a game and rebound and play downhill, they don't have anybody on that team that can answer him. There's no one on the Celtics that can guard Julius Randle in that way. Who are they going to put on him when we play them? They don't have anybody left that, that can guard him like that. They're going to have to put Porzingis on him and not worry about our big, our five scoring, whoever that is. And if they put Porzingis on Randall, which would make it harder for him to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be harder for Randall to shoot, but that's what I'm saying. He's got to play his downhill game. He'll still get his. But Porzingis is not a defensive player. And if they put Porzingis on Randall and he eats, that's what I'm saying. They don't really have an answer. I don't think Porzingis can guard Randall, but it really depends on those two. And I would pick. Randall to outperform Porzingis. I just do, I just would. And then it comes down to miscellaneous stuff 
like Bench Play and DiVincenzo and Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich and et cetera, et cetera. But then you got to think we got Josh Hart. We got, um, you know, Hardenstein, who's been playing well because he's in the contract. Yeah, the way the Knicks were playing before these injuries, yes. I think that series would go seven games. I think it would be hard for it. But I would pick I would pick the Knicks. Wow. But they got hurt. They got hurt, man. I believe you. I, be, I believe you believe that. Yeah. I do. They got okay. hurt. If they didn't get hurt, it would have gelled. If they were still ready. healthy and humming and going along and just playing oh, yeah. great, they, they, they'd be in third right now, you believe. I hear you. And I if see they were, No, they'd be second. Because OG is really good. They would be second right now. Third? They'd yeah. be second. They well, there were so many games. games back when they started winning those nine out of they won yeah ten out they of eleven were, games before the break. They were um who was two two Cleveland was behind us. It was and Milwaukee we were both climbing at the same pace. Milwaukee was Milwaukee was uh, two. Yeah, and we were like three games behind them. Yeah, three games, and we were coming off like the nine game winning streak, and they had won like one one lost one one one, and then everybody got hurt. But yeah. the Knicks were just killing everybody. They were streaking. They were just tearing the league apart. And yeah. then OG went down and Randall went down and it, sh- it went off the rails. Well, it went straight off the train tracks, man. They still got another 45 days and 28 games to get healthy. Yeah, they need it. They need those They need those guys to come back. Man. It's a leap they year, need- so they get an extra day. They need them. Oh, shit. Today was my dad's birthday. Today's your dad's birthday. Well, for real, I'll, I'll for edit real. that out. When you get off here, you got to call them. We're going to pick the games real quick. So I'm going to let you know what the games are and the spreads. Cleveland at Detroit. Who do you got winning that one? Cleveland at Detroit. That's low-hanging fruit. You got to take the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell's not out, is he? I thought he was hurt for a little bit. He missed two games in a row. He came back, played again. Cleveland's oh, getting nine points. Straight up, Cleveland will win. Yeah. At nine points, Detroit is going to cover. Charlotte at Philadelphia. I got to take Philly. Charlotte's terrible. Charlotte is getting 11 points. Um, It does not look like uh, Ball is coming back anytime soon. They traded Gordon Hayward to OKC, which is crazy because they don't even have any minutes for him. OKC was just collecting talent. And he'll probably help them out in the playoffs. It's some kind of veteran leadership or something. But he's now the old head on OKC, which is wild to me. Hmm. You've gotten to that point. Philly should uh, crush him and cover. Grant Williams has been uh, motivating Charlotte. That's his hometown. But they will probably lose by a dozen or more. The most competitive game that's going to be happening tomorrow, Dallas at Boston. Kawhi is Nick coming back to the team he said he was going to stay at. Knicks fan wants me, wants, um, oh, no, the Knicks fan in me wants, what does the Knicks fan in me want? I think we need Dallas to make the playoffs. So, yeah, Nick Fan and me wants to see Dallas win so we can finally get that draft pick. And so Boston can just take a take a stray, take a hit. So I'm going to pick Boston to win that game. If Dallas makes the playoffs, the Knicks get their first round pick as long as it's not top five. Correct. Yeah, that's why we hope they make the playoffs. Well, they're they going to make the playoffs. They're, they they've they went out and got a better center. They got two or three of them now. They got Gaffer. Well, let's hope. Definitely. Let's hope so. And they're, they're winning enough games. They're doing better than the Lakers, so they're in the playoffs. I'm taking uh, Boston to crush them. Whenever they play Luka, they usually give them the business. Uh, Boston's just a better overall team. And I think the fact that Luka couldn't play with Porzingis, 
the fact that he couldn't play with Brunson shows me he has a difficulty playing with other star players. He's kind of weird, right? And that's kind of the same thing with him and Trey Young. Like, they're good individually, but for whatever reason, whatever team they're on cannot gel. No. So that's why I'm taking Boston. They're just a better overall team. And Sam Hauser's actually giving them some good minutes off the bench. That Everybody was saying that guy was trash. He's not trash. Him and Pritchard are pretty good. They're good bench players. Golden State at Toronto, back-to-back for the one of the oldest teams in the league in Golden State. They're going up to Toronto from New York. They won. Oh, the Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. Raptors. And the Raptors aren't no. terrible. No, the Raptors. I think I think. I like IQ's to call them the now theater. the junior Knicks. Yeah, I think IQ's on a bit of a heater. I saw something where he's averaging like 22. Oh, yeah, in, he's shooting uh, every shot he can. He's loving yeah. it. Yeah, so I like the Raptors. Um, I like to see him and RJ doing well where they at. But the Raptors got a nice little young squad, but they're kind of like how the Knicks were, collection of good young players, but no real 1A type player out of Barnes, IQ, and Barrett. But I think the Warriors on a back-to-back, they're older, going up to Toronto. I think the Raptors will get that dub. I'd say the Raptors are going to cover. They're getting two and a half points on the spread. Take the Raptors. Sacramento. At Minnesota, important game for both of these teams. Sacramento's going up to Minnesota. Who wins that one? I think that's kind of low-hanging fruit. I think the the T-Wolves are playing well, plus they're at home, so I'll take Minnesota. Ant-Man's working his back through a lower leg injury. A lot of people thought that he had tore his uh, Achilles. Unfortunately for him and us and the league as all, overall, he is not that hurt. He played the very next game. He's putting up 30 points a game, so – I want to lean towards Minnesota. I don't think Sacramento has enough size. People always want to discount the center position. Um, Sabonis is playing great for them, but they don't. He should really be playing power forward, and they need they need one of these like seven foot two, seven foot one guys. They need actually they need Aiton on their team. They need DeAndre Aiton on their team, and Aiton's on Portland, and it's not working for them. They need DeAndre Aiton on their team. They need, a, they need a center like that. They need a guy built like that, that level of athleticism. Minnesota's going to cover that six easy. Indiana at New Orleans, last game we're going to pitch. Indiana at the mediocre Pelicans. Indiana's mm-hmm. getting points, too, so I'm already taking Indiana off top. But go ahead. I mean, I'm just picking the straight just winners. So straight I'm going to take, Pel- take the Pelicans because, like I said, the uh, Pacers play no D. Mm. And the Pelicans, even though they're mediocre, they're at home. They should be healthy, except you said no CJ McCollum, right? CJ McCollum is not playing. They got no. I still like. I still like the Pelicans at home against the no defense playing Pacers. All right, I'm taking the Pacers, getting four and a half points. I think they win this game. I think they run them to death. I'm questioning uh, New Orleans' conditioning as a team. Balance units is too plotting, and they're going to run them off the court. And now that they got Siakam on Indiana, I think it changes their team and it makes them much better offensively. And he can play some defense. So he will be actually be able to guard. Um, he'll be able to he'll be able to guard Zion and it'll make a huge difference for them. I like mm. got one more game left that we got to pick. Washington at the Clippers straight up. The Clippers That's are really beating the Lakers right now. They got a back to back game in L.A. So they don't got to leave. Yeah, that's low-hanging fruit. The Clippers should crush the the Wizards. All right. Clippers are an older team. The Wiz are a very young team, or as they like to call them, the Zardos. They're getting 14 (laughs) points. 
Uh, 14 points, back-to-back nights. The fact that they're pushing to beat the Lakers, I don't know. Jordan Poole is playing the best games he's played all season right now. He's going to have to do that for them to win or even just cover. Mm -hmm. Paul George is not expected to play this game. I don't know if that affects how you're picking it. But it does. No, it does not. They'll still have Kawhi and and Harden and enough for the hapless Wizards, who might give them a game, but the Clippers hapless. I will say Tyus Jones playing his playing his ass off. He's not playing terrible. Him and Avija are actually playing well. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who their coach is. I could not tell you for the life of me. I've never seen that man. I don't know that. Man. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It's like some teams are like, this is their office coordinator. I was like, who is this guy? Mm. I've never seen him. Um, Washington. I'm taking Washington with them points. Mm. Those are all the games we're going to pick. We're going to go into our shout outs. You got any shout outs before we get out of here? My dad, who is still his birthday for another 30 so minutes. I did send him something like a day ago on the 28th because I saw okay. it on Facebook. But he was born on a leap year. He was born February 29th. So technically today is his birthday. And I don't is know he, if I'll call him. Is he 10 years old? What do you mean? No, he's not 10. No, is he 10 years old in leap years? Every four years times 10. Shit, I don't know. My dad is 67 right. today, though. He's 67. Well, not if he's born on a leap year. You got to divide that by four. It's not like it's not like he doesn't age until the leap year happens. He ages. Like the Benjamin he Button just has to sell it. It's just the number he was born on so happens not to come, but every four years. But he does still age. That does not year. sound correct to me. But okay. well, I don't know what to tell you. He was born on the, on the, on a leap year. Does that mean he's forever young? Like he 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 only ages when his birthday comes around. So he that should be correct. sixty, but he's actually forty. Well, that's, that is, he makes that, that, him, that makes him a natural marvel then. Then that, I'm pretty sure he's happy to hear that. He gets to say that he is 23 years old, yes. Yeah, he gets to say that, but I don't know if nature would agree. Well, he's the oldest looking 23-year-old in the world. I mean, why are you hating on the man? Cut, I'll, cut, t- cut. I'll, I'll tell him he said that. He'll be happy to hear it. You know? He'll be happy to hear that. Why he's you, been why, counting different. Why are you being a hater? Why are you being a hater? I wish I was born on a leap year. If that's the case, no, nah, I don't want to live forever. You know whose you know who's birthday is also on a leap year? He shares a birthday with Tyrese Halliburton, who's the best six-year-old player in the NBA history. Yeah, I think I sound ridiculous. That's oh, man. Uh, I was happy before that. Now I'm thinking about the Knicks' injuries, and I'm, I'm depressed. <laughs> They'll get healthy before the end of the season. It'll happen. I'm now thinking about the injuries at a lost season because we were on our way to something special, and now oh, I'm saying. You know, you got to think positively, my brother. You got to think positively. Ah, Shout out to my Knicks. Um, Shout out to my UB Bulls for getting their fifth win of the season. Mm. They're turning it around slowly but steady. Mm. Uh, Shout out to March Madness. That's coming up a couple of weeks away. I got to be honest, I have no idea who the best player in college basketball is. But I do know who the two best teams are, and that's UConn and Purdue. And I will be betting on them a lot. Oh, in the next couple of weeks. Creighton, shout out to them for the upset. And shout out, um, oh yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. They lost because they fired their offense coordinator who called a cowardly game against the Chiefs. Mm. Want to make any mistakes? He didn't take any big shots, so that's what it is. Oh, uh, and shout out to me, Cole Hardman, for uh being <laughs> a hater and giving away the offensive plan for the Jets while he was still on the Jets. 
that is a really that is that is an amazing move. It's going to be difficult for them to prove that. I oh, I imagine you weren't like literally just calling the other team's coaches, but that is the most that is the pettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And he's the player that caught the game winning touchdown. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So as much as all these Jets fans want to, I know Ant's not with us today, but he's the biggest Jets fan I know, him and most of my cousins, sadly for them. I know they're probably hating on this man right now because I just found out this news today. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. But That's hilarious. It's the pettiest move, and he has a ring, and they don't. So I don't really know what they're going to say about it. He's he's got, got they said he's got three rings. I just remember him winning twice with the, the Chiefs. Or did he win three times with the Chiefs? Did he? Was, did he, he, on he, the Chiefs? was he on the Chiefs last season? Oh, fuck. Was he? I think well, if he was on the Chiefs last season, then yes, this, he has three rings, which means he's got four rings and Aaron Rodgers. Next yeah. time he sees Aaron Rodgers, he should give him a handshake with all three rings on. That's what I would do. Yeah, they give you a ring for being they give the trainer a ring. They give the guy who fills up the, the pool. Hey, listen, no, 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 no. Don't 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 start that. This man was on the field. He's an actual player. He can <laughs> catch. You. Don't do they that. They give the ball boy a ring. They give the guy who don't do that. Don't don't diminish this, don't diminish this man's accomplishments. Anybody on the friend or the team technically gets a ring. He is a Super Bowl champion, and he caught the game winning touchdown in overtime. Look, you stop. It. Look, you stop. It. We know who we know who wins those championships. Travis Kelsey, Chris oh, Jones, Lord. Patrick Mahomes. They can say we got rings. The rest of those guys, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't I, be going around boasting that. I love how you think. So David Tyree is not a Super Bowl champion, even though he made David Tyree made one of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history. He can say I got a ring. He was a reason we won. Miko Hardman is literally the reason they won. He caught yeah, he caught a pass. Winner. He caught he the did. game. Caught, no, not, not a pass. pass. He caught the touchdown. He right, touchdown. he did. I give it so, to him. But I but I mean, I'm just saying when you say he got a ring, just justify. I mean, you know, you gotta just, still realize the role you play. Yeah, he caught a pass. He did catch a pass, but so did Kadarius Tony, so did Sky Moore. Ooh. So it's like, come on. He's been the four Super Bowls in five years. Sky Moore didn't win the first one. You're right. He was with the team when they won before. So we went back to back. Got cut. Yeah. The Jets paid him. And then he got went back after they picked him up, which means he gets all his money and the championship. That's awful. Mm. And you know who's hating on him? The punter, Thomas Moorhead. Quote. I saw that. Yeah. Getting beat out by a point. rookie free agent after being guaranteed yeah. millions of dollars is tough to deal with. Entitlement is a killer of opportunity you have to earn it every year the punter is saying that the punter the punter now the I punter punters are people too and they they're entitled to their opinion and they play football and i would not want to besmirch the name of mr thomas moorhead who can boot it but um you can't do what me can do so i don't, well, understand, Cole, I don't understand all this hate you send in his way he, he's got three rings where's your ring it's finally good that the chief receivers started to actually catch the football at the right time because they I mean, sure weren't doing it all year listen you play you know you play when the big games are there so he showed That's up for true. that so he shout out to that. him and one last shout out to uh oh oprah and shout out to oprah for finally telling people the truth that she uses weight loss medication and not really weight watchers so everybody who she's been hustling for the past 20, 25 years oh, made her even brutal. richer. Brutal. Yes, she told the that's truth, brutal. finally. Weight Watchers, Watchers. Is he going to sue Oprah? She must have sold her stock. She didn't say Weight Watchers didn't help. She uses the system and weight loss medication. Thank you for keeping it 100 with people and letting oh, them. Man. I'm this skinny because I'm super rich. Yeah. Okay, like, let's yeah. keep it 100. We got to stop lying to people and telling them, no, you all can achieve your dream. I'm 
I'm eating Weight Watchers and eating these soups, and it's helping now. No, it, it helps, yes. But, you know, it also helps the medication you want. <laughs> so let's keep it a buck. I'm not a <laughs> but, like, we can't lie to people. I have not finished Married at First Sight to everybody who's been following my uh, updates, but you know what the vibe is. Like, this is this is going to be amazing when it, it premieres on Saturday, so I can't wait for it. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, first no, no, Love is Blind. Sorry, Love is Blind. I keep confusing those two. Oh, I was like, what? Married at First Sight is another show where they have two strangers marry each other. And then they I know but throughout I the rest like, of the season. It's in Denver this year, but I haven't been watching it. What's Love is Blind? I, what is that? They have these people in the pods and they have them talking. And it, yeah, it was in Atlanta the very first season. I don't and know they, what that is. It's on Atlanta. It's a city in Georgia. I know what that is, but what is love is you said like because love is blind is a dating show. Love is blind is a dating show that comes on Netflix. I don't know if you're a heavy Netflix watcher like me and Malik. Um, It's mostly action movies and love is blind for me and like comedy specials. That's what I watch. That's my thing. And occasionally I watch one of those like crime documentaries about like how somebody ripped people off for like millions of dollars. Mm. Like that Canadian dude who disappeared with like $300 million in crypto and nobody knows where he is or if homeboy's even alive. I don't know. It's <laughs> so crazy. You, you, find, you find that fascinating, don't you? I mean, how do you steal $300 million and they don't even know if you're alive and on the planet? Because you got right? $300 million. There. I would track you down. Of, Listen, I'd find you. I would find you. Cover your tracks pretty freaking good. $300 you, million. You steal $25 million of my dollars. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Liam Neeson. If I if I if I steal twenty five million dollars and give five million to everybody I know who can tell you where I'm at, they're gonna keep their mouth shut. Oh no, you it's not even them. Me. I'm hiring trackers. I'm getting dogs. <laughs> I'm getting a t-shirt. We're following you. Don't got your no money left. I oh, got no. money. You got the money left. In Listen, I, I I'm a man of many skills. Okay, the skills will be happening when that happens. But I just need to know why you watching Love Is Blind. I got to go up to Netflix and see what this is now. This it's is an interesting show. It's an interesting show. It's just it's classic trash TV. It's like uh, it's not trash, but it's like um, uh, how can I say it? Uh, Flavor of Love. Oh yeah, I'm not Netflix. That. So it's beautiful. But oh, um, yeah, we're getting watching. out of here. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. We're gonna be back next week with some more picks for y'all. Peace. We out.